You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. And now, your starting lineup for Dirty Mo Doe. Up first from the great state of Ohio, he's the degenerate of the group who bets on anything he watches, the Chopper. Next, he's from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the man who does the real work crunching the numbers, the Professor. And last, hailing all the way from Maine, the crew chief of this misfit bunch, Steve Latarge. All right, that time again, Dirty Mode Doe. I'm your host, Steve Letarte. Looking at two smiling faces on a little bit of a rainy day. We got the chopper. Chop, I can't tell if you're happy or sad today. You're kind of grimace. You got the grimace. Well, I'm happy that it's Thursday. (laughs) I'm sad because I I didn't figure my bets until this morning, and it makes me sad from last week. So, But it's a good day. I'm off to Hilton Head for a little golf for the weekend, so it can't be all bad. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. Uh, professor, or shall I call you Paul Bunyan? Uh, I can't wait for this. Okay, Chop. We're going to jump right into it. Here we go. Big 40th birthday last night for a buddy of ours. We go to Axstone. You ever been to Axstone, Chop? I have not done it. I've seen it, not done it. Well, apparently, I had never been. Professor had never been. We roll up. They give you the run of show. The, sign, the waiver is the most important part, which you'll understand after you've done it. And it turns out that I'm an Axon savant, one-handed. I'm pretty dang good. Professor, back me up. Unfortunately, he's right. He was really good to start. Like, hey, Chop, how like am I on drinking games? Good. Drinking games, same as me. If I can, if I can do with one a beer in one hand and do it with the other, I'm. I'll take anybody as that. We're single-digit golfers, but if we could swing one-handed with a beer in our left hand, oh, we'd be scratch. That'd be fantastic. So, so listen. So I run for Professor right out of the. I mean, right out of the lane. Doesn't even belong. So he goes to laying over and he goes from this one handed to this two handed Paul Bunyan overhand move like you've never seen it. Like he's like he's Thor, the the uh, superhero. It's the it's the craziest thing you've ever seen in my life. And he goes from absolutely awful to, you know, in Rain Man or, you know, in like uh, the bachelor when he comes down the escalator, and the numbers are going over his head like Rain yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah. That was the professor with the two handed throw. I no couldn't kidding. beat him. I didn't even belong in the same lane with the two handed professor. Wow. Did right. you see that that technique being done somewhere else or did you just come up with that on your own? No, there were that there were other people in there doing it that way. They came over and said, you suck one handed. Try to. <laughs> yeah, well, he had nicknamed me the handle because I kept hitting the handle on the. On the <laughs> and yeah, oh boy, it listen, it's so weird. I try to do it two handed. I hit the cage. I didn't <laughs> even get to the wood. I mean, it's wow. so weird. You can't do it. All right, number one, X throwing. What's that? Go ahead. How do you keep scoring that? Oh, so the bullseye six, first row five, four, three, two, one. Then they got these little blue dots that are eight points each. If listen, I don't own an axe throwing place, but I need one. If you're listening, you've never been to axe throwing. You know, you can't go bowling because everybody has a Phil Parsons who used to bowl in Detroit. And he's going to roll two fifty. <laughs> That's no fun to play with. You can't go golfing because everybody has a. I'm going to leave some of the names out of the people we play with, and you got to give them twenty seven strokes. Axe throwing, everybody stinks. So it's a great ah. social event. Everybody's equally as bad. Um, but if we do go, the only thing that was missing was a little bit of a sports book action off to the side. There was no money, which definitely struggled. At one point, I suggested betting, and the professor goes, nope, no, 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 we can't bet. Because as soon as you put money on it, Steve will be interested. It'll ruin the whole thing. Is well, that how it went, that's professor? The only way I, yeah, I that's tracked away without any action. All right, so back to the racing. We're, I don't think we should go through Dago. Let me just tell you, it was bad. Chop didn't do well. He, you killed the matchups. Oh. Yeah, surprise. You know, I, I went through it this morning, and you know, it, without the green white, green white checker, checker, t- twice, 
We had a monster day. I mean, we had of the winners, we had six or seven that were still in the race in the top 10 or the top 15 with a chance to win before the cautions. The, you know, plenty of Toyotas up there. I mean, all the stuff we picked was solid until, you know, we go for the triple block. That always works. Well done, Bubba. <laughs> triple so I block. Lived. Really? The triple, the triple block, block helped me, though, remember. Okay, so hold on. Oh, I got two things to peel out of this, and you're both going to take a shot here. So the professor has the Emmy almost hidden today because he was a one-third block away from being dead wrong on they're going to lose because Bubba was rolling with MJ in, you know, uh, on, in, in attendance on the pit box. Second one is, Chop, I got to admit, did you listen to the pod last week? You were on it, but did you listen to it? Yeah, I listened. Sure. Well, because Fade Larson, you had no Larson bets. Well, Fade Reddick, yeah. you had no Reddick bets. I want to be like, okay, well, tra- hey, Trav, can I we was... get Chop subscribed to the podcast? <laughs> Do you realize we got to get that, him to. Well, uh, the head was a little fuzzy on Sunday after a Saturday night shuffleboard <laughs> bonanza. We're lucky to even get picks last week at this point. So that's why the picks, that's, you know, I went well, so, the wing. wing so, so it wasn't awful. It wasn't awful. I mean, you lost a little, but it could have been worse. Yeah. All right. Well, so I want to jump gas in the car. It'd been great for Hamlin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought we were going to go a week without talking about Hamlin, but I did get a thing on Twitter. It said Chopper was right. He's a lawn chair. I'm fading him until he does something <laughs> worth betting on. That was the tweet. Well, this podcast this week, he said, you know, we've been running good, but just can't finish. I'm thinking, hmm, what's that sound like? Hmm. Just so you know, go back an episode, two episodes on Dirty Mode Doe. We broke the news before Action's Detrimental. He's just now catching up. Um, <laughs> All right, so let's talk Dega, though, because you did talk the green, white, white, green, green, double green. What'd you call it? Triple green, white checker. Yeah. So here's the other thing that happened. It happened. It finished in a wreck. So the top five were determined pretty quickly. Um, how this works for NASCAR is the finishing of order of the race is by video, not by electronics or timing. And then you have to determine who's in the wreck, who's not in the wreck to set the field. I say this because there were results right away unofficial which is normal. The results are always unofficial, and then they become official after inspection. But what happened at Talladega was they were unofficial, and then hours later, the top five or six professor, it didn't really change, right? It was in the teens. It was outside the top 10, I believe. Outside the top 10. So it definitely changed some matchups, or could have. I I can't say for certain that I know the specific matchups that would have changed. So my point in all of this is we got a lot of questions on social about how does this work against betting? So crack producer Travis sent a couple emails requesting information. We got some responses back. And basically the responses are, this has nothing to do with NASCAR. They don't care about betting. Their job is running the races. Each and every sports book has their own rules for how they pay. And Chop, you and I know this because we bet a lot on golf and it's like a T tied for two. You know, what does that pay in some books versus others or tied for top tens? You know, it either splits the money or it doesn't pay. Everything has its own little signature. So as the listener, listen, we tell you to shop books because of rates. I'm also telling you the fine print kind of matters, right? So so if you have a question about how your sports book handles official and unofficial results on NASCAR, go in and read them specifically. The chance of me reading them not going to happen. So I'm not going to sit here and report. I wasn't good at homework in school and I'm dang well not going to do homework here other than who to bet on. But you should read them. I know Chop, I'm not going to ask Chop because he definitely didn't. I asked him, I said, did you change any of your bets? Hell, I don't know. No idea. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you a quick question though. So when they end in a wreck, how do they, is it when the caution falls where they are, even if they're in the wreck, if so, or do they get put behind so, the guys that weren't wrecked? Perfect. So let's talk about this. At the moment of caution, the field is frozen in its current position for everyone not involved in the accident. So if you're not involved in the accident at all, first, second, that's how Kyle Busch was the winner. He was clearly the leader at the time of yellow. Then those involved in the accident get moved into the field in which where they were in the accident, how they how they left the accident. It, it's very complicated. It kind of gets blended together, to be quite honest. It isn't as simple as, oh, all the wreck guys go to the back end of the lead lap. That's not even the case. Because if you bounce through there at 160 miles an hour and you don't get turned around, they're going to say, well, you were kind of in the accident and you had to slow down a little bit. So we're going to put you, we're going to blend you back into the field behind this guy or this guy. It's kind of a so blend. 
Now, if you're backwards on fire, you know, smoke going, then you're going to be the last car. I think Bubba even got scored a lap down because he didn't finish the lap. So he was either the last car on the lead lap or the first car one lap down. So the, it's easy for – here's the real point, Chop. It's really easy for the guys that didn't hit anything. And it's real easy for the guys that hit everything. It's very complicated for those that plinko their way through the wreck on the brakes but didn't spin out, left front torn off, and then they blend back into the field. NASCAR determines is that where they should have blended, or normally if you hit a couple things, you lose a couple spots. Uh, you so you know it's it like you can't just shoehorn your way in. So NASCAR well, it has to be subjective. It has. To, yeah. I mean, the the point is, it's not subjective if you are not in the wreck. It is black and white, and I can show you with video evidence. But as soon as you are in the wreck at any point, or even this is even more important, shop. <clears throat> say they're wrecking in front of you, and you stop. They're wrecking. You stop. You you. It all it all says maintain a reasonable pace, Professor. Isn't that the term? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you stop to avoid the wreck, even though you didn't hit anything, you are going to lose positions if you didn't roll through the wreck at a reasonable pace. If you just stopped completely and everybody went around you at you know 100 miles an hour and then you drove around it like a grandma at 35, feeling like you did a good job, you're going to lose positions even under yellow to the guys that went through it at a reasonable pace. So it is subjective and it's very difficult. And I'm glad I don't work at NASCAR when it happens. Um, and, and, you know, look, it, it doesn't matter most of the time. Points do matter. Like the cutoff race in the fall is a disaster because at one point could be the difference. And if you were bet on a matchup, it's a disaster because your money went disappeared. Yep. I know that feeling. Kind of like yours did on the green-white checker. Disappeared. Just once, I'd like to work out in my favor. Well, you only had Blaney and Bubba. I mean, you only had oh, the yeah. two guys that were blocking each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No Kyle Bush. Yeah. No kidding. <sighs> All right. Enough in the rearview mirror. Uh, let's move forward. We got Dover. Some big breaking news this weekend in NASCAR. And I hate to report this sort of news. Alex Bowman uh, has a back injury, vertebrae injury. I'm not a doctor. Something's broken back there. Cracked. It's not good. It's from a sprint car accident. It was on social. It was a very big flip. Uh, and unfortunately for that, he's out of the 48 car. Um, so first of all, uh, Get well wishes to Alex Bowman. Good dude. Hard year for Hendrick Motorsports. This is the second driver out with injury. But, you know, us, we're degenerates. We're going to move it right into the betting segment, which is big favorite. Big favorite heading to Dover. I got the professor's notes right here. I knew he was good. I guess I didn't realize how good he was. Professor, the Alex Bowman, three straight top fives. Five top fives in the last six wins. So he was a big monster heading into Dover. He's out. Josh Berry in uh did it move the lines around? I guess is the real question. It seems like there was some movement. There's still some movement. So even as we record, the movement continues on the lines with Bowman being out. Yeah, of course. Well, because of what you what you said, he he won there a couple of years ago in top five, five of the last six. What do you point? Chops, the chops laughing because your eyes are big. Like, do I need to talk? All I was trying to do well, is take I, a drink of my I, coffee. I don't know what you're trying to say there. I don't know. Elliot win I don't last either. week. Did he win last year? <laughs> That great stat he gave us last year. We won last fall, didn't he? <laughs> what else you got? Well, oh, but let's let's talk about his replacement, Josh Berry. He has two um, Xfinity starts there. He's finished first and second. So, do you give him any any props this weekend? Well, I see a forty to one at DraftKings to win. I see a plus one sixty five barstool top ten. Okay, so let's go a little more global before we talk about Barry. We're going to circle back to Barry. Hendrick Motorsports, is, this is their playground. They finished one, two, three, four a couple years ago. Am I dreaming that it's their playground or is it real? Do the numbers say that Hendrick are the, are the standout favorites? By far the standout favorites. I think they have 22 wins there. So I guess Chop. 10. So here's what I'd tell you, Chop. I would take Barry and I'd take him right away because right now the books are like, what's Josh Barry going to do? He's been in the next gen cars, driven the nine for the four or five weeks. He actually has a cup start at Dover for someone who was out. Um, Spire. Maybe Spire. Spire, right? Maybe it was a, uh, was it COVID? Oh no. Yeah. COVID for Haley. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so here's my opinion, chop. If you like Barry, you better take it because he's going to qualify. Um, Trav, highlight Barry's top 10 on there. 165, right? I would take it because he's going to qualify good. There's no way he's not, and that, that number's going to come right off the board. It's going to be minus money. So if you like Barry top 10, you better get it right away. 
Uh, I don't think I would take it to win. No offense. I hope he wins, but that would be, I mean, 40 to one, it would be a big long shot. All right, let's stick right in the uh, Larson and Elliott Byron or one, two, three on the favorites. Um, it probably had to be one, two, three, four with Bowman until Bowman was out. Are you taking all three Hendrick cars professor to win the race? Um, I don't love William Byron, but the other two for sure. Um, and then like Chase Elliott's really good there. Does he need to win? Does he feel like he needs to win to make the playoffs? If he does, this is a great spot for it. Um, I think you and I talked earlier in the week how this this track doesn't really relate to anything else later in the year. So, you know, does, does Hendrick put a lot more effort in this week to, to get Chase that great chance to win since he's really good there? You know, he's top five and five of the last seven there. He's won there. How did he do uh, last year specifically in next gen? That's all I care about. Last year. I know they're good, but just jump right into next gen. Chase Elliott, next gen at Dover. Um, he won there. And in it, yeah, yeah. So let me tell you, Chop. There's no other way I could tell you, but this is a Chase Elliott hammer all day, all bets, every matchup. Chase Elliott, I believe, um, I don't know, just has that feeling. The leg was in question. He proved at Martinsville. Don't worry about my leg. I'm a badass. I flew in the last 50 laps of that race. Leg's fine. Talladega, he did fine. You know what it looked like? It looked like a guy I was like, you know, I don't feel like getting in a big wreck at the moment. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't want to say he cruised, but he, he did. I mean, he, listen, he won a stage for a second in the other stage. So he's been back, right? I have a feeling Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson are going to put on a show. And I think that it comes down to it. I don't think Larson will pull over for anyone, but I think Chase Elliott is going to want it more or need it more or risk more to get the win because the win is more valuable for Chase Elliott. I'm, I'm bullish on Chase Elliott. Why does the uh, predictor have him at 10th? Well, because he he's had two problems there in the last five races. He's an accident, finished 39th, and an engine problem, finished 38th. And listen, those could still happen. I mean, it's still racing, right? But if he finishes, he's going to be a top three car. Zero doubt in my mind. I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be, he's going to be good, real good. Yeah, it's between him and Larson. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um, between him and Larson, I like that. All right, let's go right through. So Larson, Elliott, two favorites. So Byron, you like least out of those three. He's the same odds. Let's talk the next wave. I mean, look, Hendrick, one, two, three. Now we'll go to Gibbs, Bell, Hamlin, Truex. I mean, they're jammed right in there in five, six, seven. Uh, Bell, Hamlin, Truex. So let's handicap the favorites. You like Larson and Elliott equally. Yes. So now you don't love Byron. Where do you put Byron in the in the in the Gibbs stable of Bell, Hamlin, Truex, Byron, uh, and Bell? Byron, any of them? So I'd probably put him just just behind those three. Byron's having a monster year. Does that trickle over? Mm, I, he hasn't I, recently. I don't know. No, he didn't. He's cooled off a little. Chop. You're right. Yeah. So I would I would put him behind those th- next three, and then Ty Gibbs has never never raced there in Cup, but he's finished top five in both Xfinity races there. He's been really good lately. So. Top 10 on him. You could five plus 190 on Ty Gibbs for a top 10. Yeah, I like that. How about – oh, go ahead. He's cashed. Chop's got the pen out, so he's got oh, action yeah. going over there. He's he's cashed how many top 10s? I mean, he's yeah. 75% top 10. Should've yeah, what do we had? Week. 10 weeks? How many top 10s has Gibbs had in 10 weeks? Got to be five or six. I was going to say four, but let's see. 
Well, he didn't have like four or five in a row. Unfortunately, he is right. It's four. Four in a row. That should have been this week, this last week. Yeah, he should have won this last week, right, Chop? Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. If I won all the ones I should have, I wouldn't be talking to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hate to do that. So, Bell, why do I feel like Bell, why do I feel like he should be good at Dover? I know he's good at Bristol. Fourth there last year. You said the next-gen car is all you care about, so don't yell at me about just saying he was fourth there last year. I'm not. I didn't. I wasn't going to. Um, It's that time of the day. That time of the day, do 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 Denny Hamlin time. We love this part of the podcast. It's where Chop loses his mind. Look at the frown, the the smile. Usually you turn a frown upside down. Not right now. I say Denny Hamlin and Chop's smile gets turned upside down into a frown. We're going to talk Denny a little bit because he had this crazy bracket idea, which I think is genius. We're going to dig into that in a little bit. So stick on for the rest of the podcast. Let's talk Denny Hamlin. Chop, I don't need to hear from you. I know you're betting it because you're going to always bet it. But should he bet it, Professor? Should he take James Dennis Hamlin at Dover. Oh, this is tough. Uh, not, not, not a full unit. I wouldn't go the full unit. I, I oh, would... now professors talk of gambling terms. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the pod. Yeah. So he's won there. He's run really well there, but his finishes, he still struggled to finish there. So he's got four, four stage wins. He's led a bunch of laps, but, but recently he's been outside the top five in the last three. So was 21st there last year. But Are you running for stage. politics? That's the most non-answer I've ever heard. You I, just I talked us you. in a damn circle. No, no, I gave you. I said not a full unit. Okay, okay. All right, I got another one, and I can't ask the professor this because he's going to say yes, bet the house. An emotional return. Oh, oh, was was that the hammer move? <laughs> Martin Trex Jr., hometown guy. He's won here before. He's on a bazillion race winless streak. What is it, 56? I don't know. It's a lot. It's it's 54, but if you call it a bazillion. 54. Um, man, I feel I don't know. I'm telling you, the guy I like is right behind Truex in the in the odds. Well, but let's talk Truex. So he he's won there three times. First win came there. He's been top five in eight of the last eleven. Back um, to next gen. Running... Back to next gen. What did he do last well, year? On. Well, remember, he was running top five and and Chastain and him got together. Remember? Oh, that? you're right. Chastain he got Chastained. Won. Yes. Well, actually, I think Truex kind of Chastained himself. Chastain but, definitely did him dirty, and then Truex got spun himself out. But Chastain created the issue. Yep. In the top five. Yes. Man, where you're bullish about a lot of guys. There's not. There's not many. There's only five spots in the top five. That's a nugget, Chop. Write that one down. Five spots in the top five. Man, yeah, and that's we have one it. more. One more yet that I. That I um I like for the top five too. Yeah, let me guess. I already know who it is. Okay. And I have I like him for a top three. Ooh. Kevin Harvick. Boom. Your your top three is gonna be Elliot, Larson in second, Harvick in third. Mark that down, Trav. Harvick at eleven and twelve to one. More I think he man, he's 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 I just feel like it's kind of brewing. Like yep. he's going to do it. What did he do last year there? He was ninth last year, but um, eight straight top tens there. Six stage wins there, the most of all. Three wins. So, Chop, before I looked at a single data point, I got my notebook out, my trendy legal, my, my, my trendy legal pad right here, and I wrote down, this is pre-Bowman. I wrote down, must-haves. Harvick, Larson, Chase, Bowman. Without looking at stats or anything, going to Dover, those were my absolute must-haves. Forget the stats. Didn't matter. If you said you had to have three drivers in your lineup, whether it's daily fantasy, whether it's uh, NASCAR fantasy, or whether it's betting. So now if we cross Bowman off the list, I still agree it's Harvick, Larson, and Chase. I think they are going to have a monster day. I think those three are going to be – I think I put Truex right there on their heels. So if I put Truex there, that's rounding out my top – four and then the the rest are going to be bell chastain bush they're all going to just nibble around there for the fifth position professor agree or disagree i agree but what's the one big team you haven't talked anything about yet penske penske they're terrible there why are they so bad there they have one top or they have two top fives in the last 10 races there that's eight percent are you saying fade penske 
Totally. The numbers the whole, the whole absolutely group. fade the whole group. It's getting aggressive. <clears throat> Tell you right now. So Joey Logano's never won there. This is the track he's started the most races without a win. Okay, so that says a lot because Joey Logano, people laugh at him because he's goofy and he jokes and he's this and he's that. But he's a badass. I don't care. He, he is a future Hall of Famer, arguably probably a first ballot, two-time champ. Uh, you know, he's up there with the likes of Kyle Bush's, the likes of like Joey Logano is a monster. People forget how young he is, to be honest, uh, as good as he is. He, how old is he, Russell, with how many starts, Professor? He's got a crap ton of starts for his age. He's 32 with 517 starts. 32. Harvick's in his 40s. 30. He's only 32 years old. Two-time champ. I'm telling you, Logano is is he's gonna have a ma he he is actually how many years how many wins does he have, Professor? That's a good question. 32. He's a 60 win guy. I think he'll get to 60. Eh, in the 50s for sure. He's got 18. He's only 32 years old. He's got 18 wins left in him. So the fact that he's never won there, I don't think it's gonna all of a sudden get turned on this late in his career. I don't know why it's not been great there. When he was young in the 20 car, he tumbled down the banking of three and four. Um, so you're talking fade Penske across the way. That's what the numbers say. All right, let's flip. Well, we haven't talked Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch can win anywhere. I don't know what to tell you. Good luck. Um, I don't see him going back to back. I'll just say it. I thought he might in the spring, and he didn't. So Chastain, how about the bull? Chastain, he was third there last year. He's going to be the bull. Yeah, that's his only finish better than 15th there, but that was before track house, so. So, okay. I was thinking this morning, how many has he had very many top tens this year even? He doesn't seem to be in the mix. He's we talked about I kind of feel him. that too, Chop. I, I kind of feel that like too. He's, he's, you know. Oh, he's in the highlight reels. He's just not in the finishing order. Right. Just every week it just he kind of fades or he's, you know, he pops up a little bit, but I don't seem like he's in the mix at the end very often at all. I don't know how many what his average finish is, but I can imagine it's very good. You're right, but he he was involved in that wreck from fourth last week. So, like, no, 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 no. He wasn't involved. He got wrecked by Noah Gregson. No, no, he wasn't involved. Noah ended up in the third lane. He drove in the middle and Noah turned left. No way am I putting that on Chastain. Nope. Zero chance. I said he was involved. I didn't. You implied that he was the creator of the issue. Hold on. Let's get over all this crap because I'm ready for some value and I have a name nobody's talked about. Well, let's start with Stenhouse Jr. Because he's having a monster year. Two to one, top 10. I don't know if he's ever had a top. Last year. Runner up there last year. He's good. I'm telling you, he's good at concrete. He's good at Bristol, too. I like Stenhouse, top 10. Love it, actually. What about Eric Almirola? I'm telling you, Eric is a sneaky guy. He runs kind of okay most of the time. But why do I keep dreaming he runs good at Dover? Am I making it up, Professor? You're making it up. Okay. If that's facts, it's facts. Doesn't he have a couple top fives there? Yeah, two. They were back in 15. Oh, uh, maybe it was just one year. Yeah. All right. Since then, All he's right. got a seventh, and that's his only finish in the top 10 since 15. All right. So let's go down the list. Okay, we already talked about fading Penske, so I'm not going to go with those. I'm going to run a bunch of names off, and I'm going to watch the professor's eyebrows to see if they twinkle. I got Busher, Briscoe, Kozlowski, Bubba, Suarez. Anybody there you feel, but like, how about Brad K? No, I can't get him run good there. I just can't. Okay. Gibbs, we talked about. Stenhouse, we talked about. Almiroli, you just crushed my dreams. Um, Priest, I think it's impossible to handicap. His bell could still be ringing from the hit he took on the Larson. Um, How about Reddick? Eh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love the value. All right. There's no long shot value here. Harrison Burton's 12 to 1 to run in the top 10. That's a no from the professor. The problem is we've talked about all the. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. How about Eric Jones? Legacy's awful. I'll just say it. They're awful this year. They're worse than they were last year. Now, he, he ran top 10 there last year. That's my point. That's four and a half to one, Chop. I think you got to put a little jingle on there in case he has a good day. You can't miss a four and a half to one around inside the top 10. That's the front 25% of the field. 
All right, let's move on to some, something we're going to bet on. Let's get over here to the brackets and the head-to-head. All right, real quick, on the updates, uh, let's just give the names of who we think is going to show up on the on the chop win list. Larson, yes. Elliot, yes. Um, Byron, questionable. Bell, questionable. Hamlin, yes. Only because Chop loves him. Truex, yes, because the professor loves him. Harvick, yes, because the analyst loves him. I think after that, we'll maybe just wait to see what practice qualifying looks like. Somebody stands out. We're also agreed. I'm listening. Hold on. Hand up. Once again, the hands up. Great student. You must have been a great student. So, so you mentioned practice and qualifying that the there is the weather is questionable this weekend there, so it should Ooh. also be taken into account. Do say, yes. Okay. Do you have a follow up, or just that it's going to be crappy weather? Schedule the rain for for a majority of the weekend. Job, we they... could do next week's pod, and they might not have run yet. <laughs> Or do they run the wet water, uh, wet weather package there? Is that great question? No, they don't. It's not considered any sort of a short track. Martinsville, Richmond, uh, maybe North Wilkesboro for the All Star Race. I think are the only ones in the road courses that we're going to see wet weather packages. Okay. All right, let's jump right in it. Let's go to um, let's see where else we got some action here. Matchups: Bell and Hamlin. No touching it. Briscoe Busher. Broken finger Briscoe. What do we think about broken finger Briscoe against concrete winner Busher from Bristol? Um, Put him in your head-to-head tool. I like the eyes twitching. I like um, Busher over Briscoe. Even money, you would take Busher. Yes. Well, I actually, I have to agree with that. I take Kyle Busch over Reddick. Remember, I said this once at Richmond. Denny got mad. He retweeted it. He sent it to Reddick. Well, Denny, if you're listening, tweet this one. Kyle Busch over Tyler Reddick. Write it down, dot, 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 dot. Kyle Busch over Tyler Reddick. Larson and Byron, maybe Larson. I get a little scared about Byron, though, because he is he has cooled off a little, but, man, Larson is so good, though, all the time. Elliot Chastain. All right, let, let, now we're on Elliot and Chastain. This might be a good time. So if you listen to uh, Actions Detrimental, Danny Hamlin had this idea, and I think it's a great idea, about creating a bracket system. If you took the top 32 in points, you could do five weeks and it'd be a bracket, right? You go from 32 to 16, 16 to 8, so on and so forth. The drivers, we don't care if they buy in. You really don't even NASCAR's buy in. It would just be a separate way to evaluate the action on the racetrack. I think this is a great idea. The friends here at Dirty Mo Media are working hard to perhaps create such a, a, a bracket. Uh, to start, it would be more of just a, what do we want to call it, Trav? It'd be like a fun play-along bracket. There might be some awards at the end for the whoever signs up and gets the most correct. Um, but when we look at the potential bracket, if just hypothetically it was this week, first in points is Bell. Um, 32nd in points would be Gregson. So that'd be the matchup. But the reason I bring this up is because because of Chase's injury, Chase is 31st in points. So a round of 32 matchup would be Chase Elliott against Ross Chastain, which is also a matchup of the books. I, I mean, I think I have to take Chase Elliott by a mile, which would be technically an upset. Yeah, poor Ross. Like, think about that. Yeah, two seeded who you draw chase. That is a bad that you know what? That's like a bad seeding beat. Yeah. It's a great idea. I think this would be a great thing, like post fourth of July, five weeks in the summer, do like a bracket challenge and and you know, get the fans involved. And I do think it would be a great way to add some midsummer entertainment. I know yeah, Chop would be on it. Right, I Chop? Yeah, I love the idea. Maybe you get the books to have all the same matchups for change. I think the book should do like a bracket challenge, right? And yeah. then have all the same matchups to your point for a change. I think there's just a lot of potential here. He said he, what he said it brought it up to NASCAR a year and a half ago. Don't you think that it'd be interesting if the, if the drivers got something for this, like you made it like the dash for cash or something. Like I do. That? I do. I think there should be a financial reward for whoever wins the bracket. Because I think that, you would drive differently. Do you think you'd call races differently? Like no, I don't think you can make that. It would have to be a gigantic number for me to okay. give a crap about calling the races differently. Okay. I, I mean, I'll just be honest. It would have to be a, now if it was like the dash for cash. Okay. So let's, let's, let's bird dog that idea. If this was Xfinity, like the dash for cash, one of the premier sponsors, they're Geico Xfinity and Coke. 
Did I get those three right? One of those premier sponsors come in. They said, we want to, we want to make this an integral part of the series. We want NASCAR to promote it. We want to talk about it on the networks. And we're going to pay a million dollars to the driver who wins this bracket. I do believe then I would consider it and the other driver would consider it. I do believe then that if I'm, let me use a name. Let me get a real name. Kyle Bush, who's won twice, right? If we go down this theoretical bracket and you get him down to a Austin Dillon at Darlington in the third round, which is where they could meet in this hypothetical bracket. And I had some, I would absolutely have Dillon circled and I would make sure I'm trying to outrun. I mean, it's a million bucks for the drive, like for the team. So yes, if you got the number big enough, I do think you could affect it. That's the other reason why I don't want it in the playoffs and I don't want it now. I want it in the summer where, and this is why, Professor, because you're going to have nine or 10 guys that know they're playoff bound. So now they might be thinking, man, we could put a little million dollar bonus out. You know, I think timing of this matters because you want the drivers to know it's available. I want Ross Chastain chasing Denny Hamlin and they're bracketed against one another and he has a chance to move them up the racetrack to advance. That would be a great storyline. I agree. All right. All right, that's it. Here's my bracket challenge. So back to our matchup, Elliot and Chastain. I think we love Elliot. So the question is, at minus 155, Chopper, are you paying minus 155 in any matchup? Not for Elliot. I have to agree. Just because, look, I think he's going to outrun him, but you're talking one and a half times your money. He could, I mean, you could still, it's still racing. Pit road penalty, a lot of things can happen. Keselowski and Blaney, you said fade Penske. Are we fading him all the way behind Keselowski? Nope. I already know the answer. I wouldn't. <laughs> I think the bet on the board personally right now, the barstool matchup bet on the board, and it's purely because of the odds. I think Harvick Bell is a great matchup, but Harvick's even money. He's minus 100 against Bell, and I actually like Harvick in that matchup. What was that? That was the most nonchalant. Okay, so can we review the rules of a podcast? Um, you know, visible signs, head nods, hands up, smiles, frowns, eyebrows I, up and down. Professor, like none of those come across through a microphone. Yeah, I like Harvick. You, you said it. I didn't agree with you. Oh, that's it. You just won't speak because you agree with me. I think that's what it was. These words can't come out of us. Just say it one more time so we can cut it. I agree with you, Stephen Latart. Boom. That's the title. For sure, that's the title. The professor has agreed. Um, let's find some other value to our listeners, though. There's got to be something. You love group bets. The chop loves a group bet. It's been tough lately, though. It has. Trying to find so, one. Look at you, Let me tell you right you, man, now. Barstool's got an Elliot, uh, Larson, Byron, Bell. I saw Elliot being the dog. So you're so strong on Elliot. That would be a potential. Okay, but here's my problem with that one. A group A wins this race. I mean, that group A wins this race. Larson, yeah. Byron, Elliot, Hamlin. I mean, maybe not win it. Maybe Harvick wins it. But yeah, I guess 280, I could see it. They don't have to win the race, to your point. Right. What about Group H? Which sports book? I think it's Caesars. Kozlowski, Suarez, Priest, Austin Dillon. Oh. Are you thinking taking the long Dillon at five to one? I don't know what to take. That's I think that's I will tell you this. So so that okay, let's talk about this because this is a big just a purely a value bet chop. Let's really grind on this group H, okay? Brad and plus one thirty five. So the books think he's gonna dominate this group. I think that's BS. I don't see him dominating this group. Suarez at two hundred. Priest at 300, Austin Dillon at 500. Are Dillon's numbers that bad at Dover? They're not very good. <laughs> so the sports books, okay. But but Keselowski, how did he do in just the next-gen cards? All I care about. Well, it's just one race. Yeah, but I don't care about the ones before. Finished 20th, ran 16th. I would take Dillon at 5-1. to one. That's big odds in a in a format. I mean, five group. to one, he's got a big three. He's gonna yeah. beat three guys. I mean, Keselowski scores a priest could wreck together. Yeah. And then you could early Rick Allen yourself, like Chop did with Byron this week. Oh, Boom, boy. Byron out the hammer. And then all of a sudden, 20 laps later, we get the text. Hey, where's Byron? I thought he was out. Yeah. I'm like, actually, Chop, he's running 11th. Like he's not out. And then Professor says, and I quote, Chop, you have Rick Allen yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be worse than being Rick Allen by Rick Allen. <laughs> I'm telling you. Does Rick know he's become a verb? Oh, yeah. Every week, okay. every time I see him, he's like, 
did I make the podcast this week? I said, <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. So, well, how about so this? Real then? quick, real quick. We didn't mention Rick was the master of the underhand throw at the, with the axe. Well, but here's the thing. Rick came in looking like Paul Bunyan. He had this <laughs> flannel shirt on. It's the summer in North Carolina. He had a flannel shirt and jeans he was on. He trees. <laughs> at the well, he looked like it. He looked like he was getting ready to cut some trees down with that axe. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find something to give the fans. How about Group C, Chastain, Bush, Reddick, Logano? Mm, no. Barstool, no. Why, why do they ruin all of our stuff? Chop, you have single-handedly ruined the odds. Mm. There's uh man, this is tough. It's tough sledding today, guys. I'd love to tell you it's something different. Let's talk about top Chevy, Larson, Byron, Elliott. Elliott top Chevy at plus four hundred is interesting. Um top Toyota, Hamlin, Bell, Truex, Reddick, Bubba, Gibbs. I don't like any of those. Top Ford. Um boy. This look is how, a rough go. Yeah, look how much of a favorite Harvick is. Yeah. Uh, yes, I concur, Doctor. I do will I will say this. Ah, oh god, they know it too. Under nine and a half is plus one fifty to win the race. So that would give you Chase, Larson, Harvick, Chastain, Kyle Bush. That's a pretty stacked group right there. Austin Sendrick. Chastain. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty stat group. I, I mean, I tell you, if you really wanted to, if you really wanted to, um, I mean, I don't hate a, it's a long shot bet, but I don't hate under 19 and a half. It's like minus 180 money, but who over 19 and a half? Bell would be your stinker. Him and Byron would ruin your day. Dono? No, he said Fade Penske. I've already wrote him off. I don't even know he's in the race. Yeah, they're going to win, too. And lose. All right. We've been on for 40 minutes. Let's button this up with something worth talking about. Um, let's, let's review. We all think Harvick or we all think Hendrick's going to be really, really good. Larson and Elliott. Agreed? Yes. That was better than a nod. I appreciate that. The professor says fade Penske. So, so if we're really fading Penske, if, okay, if we really fade Penske, Fade him. Fade him. Take every matchup against him. Every matchup against oh. every Penske car. No, no, that's not fair. You can't do that. I'm I didn't say... I said fade, fade him to win. I said fade him to win, not fade him against every matchup. Don't don't lead the viewers down, down, down a wrong They're road. listeners, and fade means you're against them in every way possible. We defined this term three weeks ago. Chop. Okay. Yep. I don't know what Even we're going to do with him. Right? Yeah, I don't know what we're hey. going to do with him. He's got to, you know, get with the program. Maybe he'll get that on his other podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chop, if there's a Penske car to win on your sheet, I'm going I'm to, Travis is going to give you a subscribe button. I don't know what Saturday, oh, Saturday I'll be uh, Hilton Head. That could be a problem Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you better do Maybe. them now. Yeah, I'll do them before I leave. <laughs> um, how about Justin Haley? Ah, he was 11th there last year. Group C, he's plus 950. Now it's a six driver group, which I don't like. He's he's ran decent in, in the lower series there as well. Only one start there in, in cup. 11th last year. I'm just saying. Dinger is a disaster. Jones runs good. Stenhouse is going to run good. I mean, it's it's a it's definitely a long shot. But when you talk about nine fifty to outrun, you know what I mean? Like, uh, well, that's, that's a question. So top ten is plus four fifty. Here's what you got to look at. This is how I look at it. You ready? There's a thirty six car field. Okay, Pool, Yaley, McDowell, Ty Dillon. Those four zero chance are going to run the top ten. LaJoy, way outside chance. Burton, way outside chance. Gregson, way outside chance. Gillen, way outside chance. Okay, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. I can get 10 guys that can't run in the top 10. So now you have 26 guys running for 10 spots. 
Now, on the flip side, without a wreck or a break, Larson 10, Elliott top 10, Byron, Bell, Harvick, Hamlin, Truex. I mean, seven or eight of them. Are, I mean, you're, you're really racing for three spots, right, Professor? I mean, you're going to yeah, run for three that's, spots. That's the hard part of this. That's the hard part. And it's a, and it's, and I'm going to tell you, but here's, but now follow me for a minute, Chop. I think you have a better chance and more opportunity because if Penske is as sour as Professor says, and I agree with him, they normally stack in the top 10 too. I think there's four spots for what I would consider a longer shot guy to run inside the top 10. So I like Stenhouse. I like Ty Gibbs. I like me. me. I don't know if I can get Haley there, but maybe Haley. How about Bubba? We ain't talked Bubba. I mean, he's he zigged and zagged and somehow made the professor correct. Bubba, Dover. Um, 16th there last year, best finish is 11th. So average, here's the listeners. Let me tell you what's wrong with Dover. 21st. Here's what's wrong with Dover. Here's what's wrong with Dover. Professor's going to see this before. We're going to start the race. Probably no practice. The concrete's going to be nice and white. They're going to run. You're going to think your guy's really good. The concrete will start to change colors. People will work on their car. A couple guys will speed because it's a 35-mile-an-hour pit road. It's so many ways to make a mistake. You're going to have a bad restart. And then about lap 250, you're going to blink, and the top three won't change, but fourth to 25th will all get put in a bingo ball and get jumbled up. Right, Professor? I mean, that's what happens. Yes. The top three are going to whip their ass all day long, and it is bludgeoningly. And, and I'm going to tell you, unfortunately, I've been the guy, and this is not what you want to hear, Chubb, um, leader, four back. That means you're getting lapped again, and it will happen. <laughs> I am willing to say there are 20 cars in the lead lap at Dover no more. I mean, it could be a bloodbath there. Long green flag runs, physically exhausting. And if you're bad, you're bad, and there's nowhere to hide. And back to Professor's point, there's only one Dover race this year. So Hendrick is all in because they don't know how to save money. They don't care about saving money. They're here to win and they need to get Chase to win. They're all in. But you have to ask yourself, if you're Penske and you're not going back to Dover and you're already not good at Dover, right? Like how much effort do you put in being better at this track? Or do you look ahead and say, well, Darlington's in the playoffs. Kansas is in the playoffs. I mean, that's a real strategy for some of these teams where you just say, you know what? Get it behind us and move on. I know that's unpopular if you're a fan of a driver, but if I am at Team Penske and I'm in charge of where we spend our money, I'm going to say, why are we caring about Dover? Why can our ego get in the way and try to run better at a track that we're never going to see for the rest of the year? Let's focus on Darlington and Kansas because that's a pathway to the championship. For that reason, I'm bullish on Hendrick. I'm bullish on Gibbs. I'm bullish on Harvick because it's last year, and I think this is a track they think they can win at. I am not feeling good about Penske. Trackhouse has just been, I don't know. I don't think it's fair to say what they are. I think they were so good last year, it's hard to live up to, but I think they were a step off where they were last year. There's my rant. It wasn't on the, wasn't on the Sports books today. This week. Wasn't on the sports books yet. So HMS is what? Plus 120 to win. JGR plus 240. That's the problem. If they were both 240, I would do what we talked about the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, take a little bit of both. But Harvick scares me. Now, I would say, you know, SHR is plus 700. So there's a real question. Okay. We have gambling listeners. SHR is plus 700. Kevin Harvick is what? Nine? 11. 11. Would you give up four dots? Would you give up four points to pick up Almirola, Briscoe, and Priest? No. No chance. Okay, I agree. No, so okay, but but let's help our listeners. So if you don't bet Stuart Haas Racing to win, just take Harvick. He's the only one that's going to win. Out of there. Okay? Boom. So now that's making real answers for the group, right? Don't waste your time on SHR. Let's talk about top Fords. Harvick is a huge favorite. So just follow me. If Harvick trips up, because this is where real value is, right, Chop? When one guy is such a favorite, if he has an issue, we, we all agree Kevin Harvick's a top Ford. There's no doubt. He's going to be the fastest Ford. He's going to run up front. But what if? What if they get caught speeding? What if somebody jacks him up? What if he has a part break? You get Logano five and a half to one. Blaney six to one. You said Penske was bad. Busher eight to one. Keselowski eight to one. Briscoe nine to one. Priest ten to one. 
Cindric 14 to one. Like, do you, when you say fade Penske, do you think they would still be the second forward? Yes. Yes. I, I still think it's a second. And is forward. it a standout Logano or Blaney or is it a flip flop? No, Question it's a, mark. It's totally Logano over Blaney. Okay. So back to your point, Chop, right? Logano, you could get him at plus 550 to be the top forward. I know we're talking fading Penske. We don't expect him to run well, but we believe that means outrunning Harvick. We don't think he's going to outrun him, but, you know, he could get Chastain on the last lap. He could, like, it's still racing. And this is where our listeners, Professor gets mad, or not mad, but he gets defensive of his predictor model. He's trying to predict sports. We can't predict the damn score in a basketball game. We have a last-minute half-court shot, you know, change the whole – we're trying to predict the outcome of 40 drivers. And in case you were new to the prog- program, when drivers put their helmet on, they lose their damn minds. So, like, we don't know. Like, I expect Harvard to be really, really good. But if you want to hedge it the other way, you could take a little Logano. If you were going to bet Logano, that's the only place I see where I would bet him, I guess is my point. If you want to have a little Logano action, top forward seems to be reasonable. Why is Logano so much stronger over Blaney? That's a good question. Blaney, two top tens, eighth twice in 12 starts at Dover versus Logano, 15 top tens and 26 starts. Okay, so hold on. You said fade Penske. Let me try to clean this up because this is what I really hear, Chop. Our man tried to make a big statement. But the truth is, Blaney's very popular, so his odds kind of tweak that way. Mm-hmm. So I actually like fade Blaney in the matchups, and here's why. He's the favorite in most of his matchups just because of his popularity. So there's not a lot of matchups out now. Sunday morning. You know what? Let me help you. Chop, we're going to look at the matchup Sunday morning because you're going to be driving through a fog on your way back from Hilton Head. So we're going to try to look through it and see if we can get a Blaney matchup at plus money So on the other side. That's what you're saying, right, Russ? Yeah, but but overall, I would not. I would fade Penske to win. Like, that's, that's more what I would say. Yeah, thinking. we're not going to take him to win. I like Logano top forward instead of a win. Um, and I would go against Blaney in the heads up. All right, we, it took us 55 minutes, but we got to some real bets. All right, we've gone off the no, we've gone off the rails. It's taking too long. All right, Dover, Dover, come up. Uh, Hendrick, Hendrick's going to be strong. Get your bets in. Be on the lookout for the bracket. It's going to be a great time. I'm your host, Steve Latart, for the Chopper and the Professor. This has been Dirty Mode Doe. May all your bets pay off. Check out Dirty Mode Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.